Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I never do this, but I'm going to put the TV on CNN this morning yeah. while we're on the air. Get a little more of an international flair on this whole coronavirus thing. Live from Studio C. Senor. It is a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, a corona-free environment. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Joseph R. Biden, D. He ran away with it yesterday, huh? Yeah, one of the big states, whenever he said to prove what he needed to prove. Everybody's saying, get out, you crazy old socialist of Bernie. He won every county in a couple of states. Even the like county that's got the college where uh, Bernie was popular, Biden won mm. every county. Yeah, there were yeah. counties in Michigan that went for twenty points for Bernie last time around. Went for Biden twenty points this time. A forty point swing. Yep, that's really quite. I think amazing. there was one when Bur- uh, Bernie won by fifty or something like that uh, last time around that he lost this time. It's interesting. Uh, the so, tale of two elections, Jack. Is it? That's the sort of thing people say on cable news to make it sound like they have any ideas in their heads. Here's, Bernard Sanders. You're a loser. Here's another thing they say on cable news. The real loser last night? Hillary Clinton. More on that later. Um, well, where, that, that's cheered me up a little bit. Where uh, where, where do you think we are on coronavirus? Because <clears throat> I'm watching the, the harem scarum continue on the cable news channels. The video out of Italy is weird. And eerie, and like a movie, and like, you can't even believe you're seeing it. Have you seen any of those pictures and videos? Just the emptiness of the streets, you mean? Or? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just yeah. completely empty tourist areas. Yeah. Highways coming in and out of Rome, just completely empty. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like a, an apocalyptic movie. I read an account from an Italian doctor, and if it's accurate, uh, I understand they're going to fine people $200 if they're found in public without a good reason? Did wow. the doctor describe the situation as a, a spicy meatball? No. Did no. he say, oh, mama mia, this is a virus? No, you know, it's funny. He didn't engage in any idiotic Italian cliches. Not even one. It's a shame. No, he just said they're completely out of beds. They're out of respirators. The staffs of the hospitals are sick now. And there are people are dying who shouldn't die because they just don't have enough facilities. So a $200 fine if you're found on the street without a good reason. Is that the sort of thing we could do in the United States? What uh, what law would allow you to do that? I'm sure there's some uh, statute buried somewhere in the books about uh, public health emergencies or, or something like that. Now remember, Although it's, it's near martial law. so uh, I was heavily mocking earlier in the week the guest from Face the Nation former government something or other who was talking about shutting down cities and states in the United States the way they've done in Italy. And we thought, I thought that sounds like a crazy thing that will never happen. But Well, you're man, a mocker. Looking at those pictures from Italy, it's just astounding. The Vatican, where there are usually hundreds of thousands of people, there's not a single human being, like one guard walking across. 
Well, there's a pretty widespread body of thought these days that China and South Korea limited the horrors somewhat by cracking down like crazy to limit the spread, to just to to sl- pump the not just pump the brake, but keep the brake on the speed of the spread, so they would have enough facilities to treat people. One of the uh, breaking stories on the West Coast is three TSA workers that tested positive for coronavirus. So that yeah. means you end up with a. Here's my driver's license. Okay, let me smear that with Corona and then hand it back to you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. For, for thousands of passengers per day. Yeah, they were at uh, San Jose Airport, Norman Armanetta International Airport. Named after a guy who, like the week after 9-11, said, well, the one thing we won't do at our airports is racial profiling. I'll never forget that. That's your concern? Really? Anyway, so back you, to the current crisis. Do you think we'll um, end up in a situation where we have you get fined for being out on the street without a good reason? That doesn't that's seem coming to very America? doable in America. I, I wouldn't have thought it was doable in Italy. Well, you had one county already say no gatherings over a thousand people, which is interesting. I mean, because it's transmitted in fairly close proximity. So if I'm around a dozen people and we're packed into the sort of space where you would have a 1,000 people or 10,000 people, uh, I'm probably, you know... Excellent point. If 10 of us get on the elevator... There's enough density. If 10 of us get in the elevator, like going down a lunch, we're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. What's the difference between that and being in a crowd of a 1,000 people? Well, I suppose it's the number of people who touch things and cough yeah. and it lands on counters. You, you're, you're doing fine. You, you're going to a ball game. You get your hot dog, big old, big old sausage or something. You go there... <laughs> I think you got sidetracked again. Good sausage. Oh, I love a good sausage. And you go to get your mustard, and you briefly uh, brush your hand against the the mustard counter there. Grab yourself a couple of napkins, and uh, then you got it. So are are we calling it the Wuhan virus like a lot of Republicans are or not? Because that's quite the controversy. I I don't know. I haven't given it a moment's thought. That's quite the controversy. It is? Bubbled up yesterday. Yeah. Is it racism? A lot of your Republican lawmakers are calling it the Wuhan virus. Which, the flu that killed so many people in 1918 was called the Spanish flu. They gave it a, a cool name. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it didn't start, start in Spain. First case of it was in Kansas. So, it was <laughs> the Kansas flu. But anyway, um, the, what was I going to say? Nobody's oh, going to sign up for the Kansas flu. The Wuhan flu. Uh, it, what's wrong with that? I, I, I kind of like uh, a place of origin for it. Give it a little context. Yeah, I don't have any problem with it. I don't it. know that I need the chemical breakdown of it. To, to As a scientist, it. I call it COVID-19, but... But so the the other the other side is claiming that's clearly racism. That's just an attempt to be racist. That's idiotic. Wuhan flu. What, what, you are you are detached from reality, my friends. Your brain doesn't work correctly. Seek help immediately. Kevin McCarthy yesterday called it, I think, the Chinese coronavirus, and got really got whacked for that. <sighs> He's just not good. I think I'm going to go with Wuhan flu. China is an evil, backward country. Yes. That's not racism. That's just a fact of the Chinese asshole. That's, that's a little more pungent way to describe it. There's a nurse out today who got interviewed in China somehow who is among the very first to come across a case who says she wished she could have done more, but the government authorities got on her when she first raised her voice. We got this weird respiratory thing. I don't have any idea what it is. Shut up! Right. Shut up! Mind your own business. That's the government we're do it, dealing with. So I love calling it the Wuhan flu or the Chinese flu. Mm-hmm. Communist, chi- the communist flu. That's not bad. <laughs> it's a little vague, though. The Wuhan commie flu. If this had broken out in a real country with a real government, 
um, it might have been contained early. We got plenty of more on that coming up. Why Hillary was the loser last night. That's the sort of punditry you hear on CNN. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off this year's show. Our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. Uh, how's this for a headline? Before last night, Joe Biden was smelling hair. This morning, he's smelling victory. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good. From smelling hair to smelling victory in five weeks, Joe Biden. You can kind of see the punchline coming, yeah. but that doesn't make it bad. I liked it. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I suppose at some point I will stop being surprised at my own idiocy, um, but even that would be some sort of movement forward on the yeah, intelligence spectrum right. that I'm not sure I can fully get to. I deal with this every day, my, myself, I mean. You see, because it's, it's one thing to think, hey, you know what, I'm going to save money, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy from the grocery store, I'm going to bring food to work, and that way I won't have to get the vending machine or go down to the cafe and get, get some food in the morning. But that's only half the process, you see. You actually have to bring that food <laughs> I know. with you to work. Right, I know. Otherwise, you're just in the same situation you were before, but now you just have food that's out of I, reach. I, I hear you. I've been that person a million times. It's a multi-step process. It's just it makes me, it makes me, want, to hit, two. Makes me want to hit myself in the head with a shoe. I don't know if I would be more upset if I just brought an empty container. <laughs> like, at least then I would have remembered to bring something. That's I, I think I, I need an assistant. I need a minder. I need something... I always think of this John Steinbeck quote I came across one time. He said, uh, no one knows my limitations more than me. I bump up against them every day. <laughs> and I, I've thought that many times in my life. Ugh. Um, I'm Jack Ar- yeah, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. I just, I just thought I'd pause and let everybody enjoy a moment of self-loathing there. <laughs> Oh, I'm an idiot. Anyway, if if y'all are ready, we're ready. We can continue. It's Wednesday, March 11th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getting. We approve of this program. All right. How's about we start the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations at 3, 2, 1. Mark. We can't diss these Democratic voters who are just coming out in, in every corner of this country saying, let's get on with this thing. Now, our mission as a party is to defeat Donald Trump. According to 538, there's a 99 to 1 chance that that Vice President Biden is going to be the nominee. Let's shut this puppy down and let's move on and worry about November. This thing is decided. There's no reason to keep it going, but not even a day longer. Let's shut this puppy down. Gotta respect the voter. The voter spoke. Yeah, back in the day, there were heavyweights that could say that sort of stuff, and it would uh, it would move markets. Because I remember Tim Russert a number of times doing the coverage on MSC, MS, MSNBC or uh, and saying things like. It has been decided Barack Obama is going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party, and everybody would say, oh, my God, Tim Russert thinks it's over. It's over. No. But there really aren't people like that anymore. Uh, uh, Maybe James Carville can uh, fill that role somewhat, but I think he's right. It's over. Well, to the extent that there are people like that, Jack, the most urgent mission for them is to cancel the debate that's coming up. On is it Friday? I can't believe that that was even agreed. I think it's to. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday yeah. yeah, it ain't yeah. gonna happen, is it? Uh, what, yeah, hmm. surely not. The Bernie people are out and proud, saying, "Listen, I think that Bernie has earned the right. He and his followers have earned the right now to talk about the future." What about us, the people? Joe Biden <laughs> turned it around in two days. Bernie could do the same to cut off no. the process. Blah blah, no. unfair, Zabadoo. That gets to another talking Conspiracy point. Conspiracy, Yamaha. That I want to hit on. 
later that's going to ruin our lives for the rest of our lives. But anyway, how's mailbag look? What now? Uh, it's, 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 it's good. It contains a tale of third world medicine that will shock you. Oh, man. We, we've done segments on that before that were very entertaining. Oh, boy. Anyway, we got lots. You will remember this one. Okay, we got a lot to keep you up to date on on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's interesting. I don't really have any fear of the coronavirus, but I have uh, some fear of uh, what it's going to do economically or to my life or my kid's school and all that sort of stuff in terms of being a pain in the ass. Um, So we had more on that coast to coast and around the world coming up in a little bit. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day sent along by Chris. From Alexis de Tocqueville, from his classic America, I'll Be Damned, <laughs> was the name of his book. Uh, it was actually entitled uh, Democracy in America. That's it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Democracy and socialism have nothing in common but one word, equality. But notice the difference. While democracy seeks equality in liberty, socialism seeks equality in restraint and servitude. Fans of restraint and servitude, sign up to your left. Well, it didn't get a lot of votes last night. No, it didn't. For complex reasons, which we will analyze. Hillary was the real loser, Joe. Stay tuned. Mike writes, Dear American people, leave me some toilet paper, please. I'm one of the dopey, non-panic-stricken people that did not stock up on extra toilet paper. I've been trying to find toilet paper for four days in several (laughs) Walmarts, Sam's Clubs, and Targets. I have five kids. I'm about ready to offer five bucks per roll if I'm unable to find some after work today. See, that's that's me. It's just I'm 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 not going to change my life at all. But if everybody else goes nutso, then you end up in being in the position of having to go nutso yourself. And join in just to have yep. some toilet paper. It's getting down to cutting up old T-shirts if we have to. Oh, no. knock it off! There hasn't <laughs> even been a single positive test in all of Arkansas. That's where Mike hails from. Wow, that's a that's a drag, Mike. You know, I ought to check our garage, see how our supply is. I God, I don't, I don't want to be that person, but they don't have a single case in Arkansas, and he can't find toilet paper. Right, God, and right. that's the home of Walmart. Right. I tell you what, maybe you don't have a fancy uh, bidet seat like me, but you do have a hose. Okay? Just do the math. You'd be clean as a whistle. Moving along. Uh, well, it's begun. Las Vegas has started canceling plans and events, writes Mick. I've had a Vegas trip planned for nine months because my dad and I were going to take a tour of the atomic bomb test site. Oh, cool. I got an email last night stating it's been canceled. So oh, pissed. That That's stinks. too bad. Mick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw New York is considering canceling their giant St. Patrick's Day parade, which makes me think, so they're just considering it. They haven't. Boston has. Yeah. And just, I, I yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lack of consistency. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Alien Anonymous writes, uh, uh, I'm not afraid of the coronavirus having the effect in America it had in China because our medical system is so much different. I would agree, although Italy's is pretty first world, and it's completely overwhelmed at this point. But my daughter was a missionary for our church in a third world country in Asia. She was not in China, but uh, it was similar enough. 
Uh, she got sick, had to be admitted to the hospital. Sometimes people imagine third world hospitals like they're similar to ours, but with more primitive buildings or old x-ray machines. Right. Well, that's true, but that's not all. First of all, my daughter was terribly sick before they figured out what was wrong. It took a full week of raging infection and awful pain before she got help. She spent days laying on a metal bench in a crowded hallway, just waiting to be seen. Days. This hallway was full of sick people and filth, and there was no ventilation, let alone air conditioning. Man, if I could, I'd be thinking, i got to get my sick body to a different country. This hallway is also where some people were cooking food. If the food is for patients, I don't know. She had initial ultrasound went in. The bed she had to lay in had a filthy sheet. Later in the day, she had to have a follow-up. There were even more stains and filth on the bed. This was in the best hospital in the country, in quotes. She got admitted to the hospital later that day, and when they did her blood work, they just let her blood drip all over the floor when they switched vials and walked through it and wiped it on their clothes. Oh, my God. She never saw anyone wash their hands. Oh, jeez. We just prayed that the needles were clean. She had ants in her bed and crawling over her IVs. They overdosed her once. This was in a five-day stay. Knowing my girl's experience, I think third-world medicine is probably the most significant factor in the spread of coronavirus. Yeah. People in Wuhan were not only smokers with questionable nutrition, but they were certainly not getting the kind of health care we get. And then you add that, too, if you're a nurse who says, hey, I think this could be a problem. Shut up! You ever want to work again in Wuhan? Keep your mouth shut. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Crazy. Are you kidding me? So, have they not got the word that washing their hands would be a good idea? I would just think for their own benefit they wouldn't do that. They're busy. I don't know. They're busy swatting the ants off the IVs. <sighs> and wiping the blood off their still. Oh, geez, that's Come rough. on now. I'm never going to vacation more than five miles from a modern American hospital ever again. <laughs> we'll bring you up to speed on everything going up. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out. Officials in Ireland have canceled all St. Patrick's Day parades next week due to coronavirus. Irish people are so depressed, they've started drinking 500 years ago. <laughs> hey, life was rough in Ireland. They quit, they quit bagging on my people. It's racism. I'm, I'm, I'm the underclass here. I'm beset. I'm... Uh, uh, what am I? I, I got to read up on my my woke literature. And because, I got to know what I am because of that phrase that we learned yesterday too. Conan O'Brien can make those jokes. Yes, because he has special perspective. Because he, like me, is oppressed. But we need to see Seth Meyers twenty three and me to see how much of a percentage of those jokes he's allowed to tell. Yeah, right, he doesn't look very Irish to me. Some sort of standing. Yeah, exactly. This is my truth. Okay. Um, so before we get into a little, uh, Nobody's snapping for me, <laughs> nobody agrees. Wow. Before we get Race, in, more racism and I'll do a little of Super Tuesday 2.0 or uh, Wuhan virus where we are today. It's amazing. And everyone should keep this in mind their entire lives in that uh, you, you just don't, you just don't know what's around the corner. You know, you want to make God laugh, make plans, as they say. Mm. Boy, and in the world of politics, <clears throat> as they often say, you know, a month is a lifetime or whatever. I'd say, so I think it was... You know it would be mm. a good tattoo on your forearm, like on the opposite side of it, away from you? You never know what. And then around the corner of your elbow, around the corner. That'd be a good tat. That's a pretty good tat, huh? Yeah. I'm going to get that this afternoon. Fantastic. <laughs> 
Um, I think I saw somebody break this down last night, and I thought that is really extraordinary. You go back, I think it's five weeks, which is not very long. Five weeks, impeachment was over. Trump had his highest approval rating ever. Mm-hmm. The stock market was making breaking records, all scraping of the, thirty grand. <laughs> all the indexes every single day. Yeah, there was and Ber- Oh, and the other part of it was Bernie was almost certainly going to be the nominee. Biden was dead. There wasn't anybody thought Biden was going to be the nominee, Correct. which is really the person that's got the best chance of beating Trump. Mm-hmm. So it was either going to be Bernie or maybe Elizabeth Warren or Pete or something like that. Somebody else Trump could be. So I mean, the stock market was the economy was perfect. No virus on the horizon, really. Um, approval rating, Bernie was going to win. Now, Trump's going to run against somebody that's seriously a threat. The stock market, who knows where that's going to end up by the time you get to election day. And this virus thing, how long it's going to last. I mean, major, major tectonic plate changing things. Read the arm. In five mm. weeks. Well, and we did point that out repeatedly. Predicting is very difficult, especially, you know, several months ago. Well, equally so today, really. Um, because you just never know what the universe is going to throw at you. Yeah, and obviously it can happens go the other- every election. It's all about domestic policy, domestic policy, domestic policy. And then some war breaks out. Yeah. All of a sudden, nobody gives a crap about domestic policy or vice versa. Right. The reason John McCain was the nominee running against Barack Obama is they were going to argue in 2008 about the war in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Well, then the giant crisis hit. The whole world went into a near depression, and that was the only topic that mattered. And that's what you had to be prepared to talk about. So, yeah. And it can go back, obviously, different directions. By the time we get to the election, Trump could be, once again, at his highest approval, and the economy could be roaring, and who knows what. Mm-hmm. But um, it's certainly not as good as it was five weeks ago. No. And um, if you weren't paying attention to it, uh, Biden won practically everything yesterday, and it is over. It's just the only question now is when does Bernie get out? Does he decide to get out today? Does he string this out for some weird reason? It would have to be ego or something at that point. Yeah, or he's pushing a negotiation. You got to give us this in the platform. You got to promise me you're going to do that. You're going to point these people to be this. Um, and, and that might take a little while to work out, and he's going to keep the pressure up. He's going to behave like the Taliban, just keep bombing stuff until the ink is dry. He canceled his speech and his campaign. People weren't returning phone calls. So there was some speculation last night that maybe he was done. Now, Chris Matthews got fired for comparing uh, Bernie's candidacy to World War II in an idiotic he, he didn't spasm That's of not what he cancel did. culture. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I get fired for... Comparing Bernie to the Taliban. Um, so uh, that's over. Biden is going to be the nominee, and I think he's a much stronger nominee against Trump uh, for all kinds of different reasons. And here's, here's But there are wild cards, particularly his health and his uh, mental oh, acuity. Sure. Oh, sure. Huge we, we wild got, cards. got a full race to run. Yeah. But um, here's why Hillary was the loser. And I thought of this last night, and uh, I, saw, I saw a million other pundits had the, came to the same conclusion, watching the results roll in. Oh, I get it now. Bernie wasn't so crazy popular. That's how much people hated Hillary. <laughs> now we understand. Yeah. That was the Bernie phenomenon. I got to vote for something other than Hillary. I cannot take her. That's what was going on. Hillary was hated way more in her own party than people even realized. Yeah. What? That was a lot of the Bernie phenomenon. Well, she was a terrible, terrible candidate. I don't know if And she, a lot of people knew it. I don't know if she can internalize that, but the message yesterday was 
this is this is what happens when you don't have a Hillary Clinton in the race. Mm-hmm. Somebody that people can stand to even listen to for five seconds. Yeah. And that person? And an old sidewinding, bushwhacking, horn swoggling, crocker crocker. Yes, Vice He's President. He's going to roll away. There's Joe uh, Biden at an auto plant the other day arguing with a man about guns. Uh, (laughs) Listen, there's another interpretation. There is another interpretation. (laughs) I I have a different interpretation. I think it's every bit as compelling. Fantastic. And and, and, uh, may undermine yours, and we may get into a screaming match. I'd have to care. Well, no. You have to get me to care enough. I'll start the screaming then. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Simply Safe. Oh, Simply Safe is everything you need in your home security system without the negatives. The messy, expensive installation, uh, the, the long contract, Simply Safe, two time winner of CNET's Editor's Choice Award. I think everybody. I think everybody likes the idea of home security, but you look into it a little bit, and man, it's super expensive, and then I gotta call somebody to come out, and then, oh, I'm locked into a contract for a year or longer. And, and this, how much? Every and this month? is what it costs. No, nah. simply safe, no contract. You install it yourself, 30 minutes to an hour, you're gonna have home security, and listen to this. 60 day risk free trial. Why wouldn't you try it? Free shipping. That's not the trick. Free shipping, 60 day risk free trial. Outdoor cameras, doorbell alerts, uh, motion centers, uh, m- sensors, motion uh, entry sensors, all everything you need. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to get that free 60 or that risk free 60 day trial. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. And by the way, simply is spelled with two eyes. Wild. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. <laughs> All right, so here's control. Here's the it's wacky. Here's the other interpretation. Back the last time around, the Democratic Party did not take Trump seriously at all, even as it appeared he was moving toward getting the nomination. Everybody remembers, right? The New York Times the day before the election had Hillary's chance of election at 89%. It was as high as 94, whatever those numbers were, but they were just crazy overwhelming. So Democrats thought they had the luxury of, do you like this brand of Democrat or that brand of Democrat? Let me see. He's kind of exciting. I like the idea of massive handouts. On the other hand, Hillary's tough. She was a bum. And they felt like they had that luxury. This time around, the desperation to defeat Trump is so acute. The only question is, who's leading, who's electable? And once it became pretty clear after Super Tuesday it was Biden... The Democrats had no patience for any other question. That was the only question. I heard some people talking this morning about people don't realize how liberal Biden is on this policy and this policy. And I think I, I don't think policy is going to play a role in this hardly at all. I suppose you can try to make it. I'm just, not, no, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. They may mention a couple of things just to fire the folks up, but it's do you want old man Biden? Slow, steady Joe. Cracker croakers. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you want old man Joe and his kindly touch? Kindly and a little creepy. <laughs> I got hairy legs. Or do you want wacky, wacky Trump? He scares people. So I've been trying to think, what is, what is going to be the knock on Biden now that he's the nominee? And I did see on Fox last night, they had Britt Hume on once again talking about the senility issue. Yeah. And Britt Hume saying, I'm the same age and I'm losing it and I see it in him. And so I think that's going to be hammered a lot. I wonder, will the, will the hair smell and touch and make a resurgent? Oh, absolutely. You think so? That'll come yeah. back again. There'll, there'll be another look at that. 
Well, I think the the swimming naked in front of uh, Secret Service agents, female Secret Service agents. Jack, have you ever seen the Internet? I think the Internet <laughs> will keep that narrative alive. Yes. I think you will see the uh, video compilations in your inbox. I've been surprised that the swimming <clears throat> naked in front of female Secret Service agents has never really stuck as a like really grab hold of America for a couple of days. Is it because it's uh, yeah, that's someone on the left? Although Al Franken got run out of office for touching a woman's boob. Well, I mean, not d- the butt. He didn't even though. He just poised his hands over them as if he was going um, to give them their own. The hand Trump. on the butt during a picture, maybe, maybe, yeah. You know, but I, he, he lost being a senator over that. I mean, s- swimming naked in front of women when they got no choice but to be there, right? I apologize for I that. I'm not, Will that depressed turnout by like 5,000 women, maybe? It's not like they're going to no. say, you know what, dead naked swimming, that's just out of bounds. <laughs> I'm going to go for Donald J. Trump. Would it be kind of like a, a, a female sports reporter complaining about all the unclothed men in the locker room after the game? Like, I feel with that job, there's some yeah, you don't have expectation. To, you don't have to swim naked in your pool. And I said, hey, Esther. I'm living my life the way I normally would. It's your yeah. guys' job yeah. to protect me. Yeah, maybe he uses his wang as a rudder. You don't know. <laughs> You're not much of a boater. Um, so, no, that one didn't catch on, and I don't think it will catch on. Uh, okay. It's all a referendum. And I'm not worried about it. I don't think he's some sort of perv on the loose or something. No, he's an odd bird, no the doubt. The thing makes me question it a little bit. It works. Try it. Um <laughs> Anyway, we do have a number of months uh, in which we oh, can yeah. weigh these uh, these factors. We got a couple of Corona things to look at. More things being canceled or talked about being canceled that are interesting. First, this this uh, this um, this will leave a bad taste in your mouth. Oh, great! Uh, the world's most anno- here. Smell this. <laughs> the world's most annoying couple, Jennifer Lopez. I, I don't even need oh, to finish the sentence. No, do I? you don't. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez oh. are going to make a movie together. Oh, good, fine. <laughs> Great. Just keep keep it away from me. Oh my God! There have never been. There's got to be scientists need to study it. They need to put on like hazmat suits and walk around with a Geiger counter, <laughs> trying to study the level at to which they're happy with themselves to see if right. anybody's ever right. reached this level. What? We're at a thirty-seven. We've never seen a couple this happy with themselves before. <laughs> I think this machine is broken. Tap tap tap. Uh, the whole finding ways to pose shirtless or in your bathing suit and put out the Instagram, and then the baby talk about how much they love each other while they're shirtless at sunset. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, oh, my God. The movie's got to be entitled, entitled Insufferable <laughs> or something I like that. I hope they actually do it. There'll be, a, there'll be a revolt among all your snarky comic comics about this. It'll be uh, yeah. just a punching or bag. Maybe they it? make it nobody goes and they're humiliated and go away. So finally go away. There's hope. Um, So uh, we'll talk about this a little bit next. I suppose the coronavirus stuff, all the cancellations around the world and in America. Italy is a ghost town, the entire country. It's really weird. Are we going to do that in the United States? Can we do that in the United States? I don't know. We'll discuss. Armstrong and Getty. Show. Well, it's funny because when I was asked the question, would you play without no fans? I had no idea that it was actually a conversation going on behind closed doors about the particular virus. Um, obviously, I would be very disappointed, you know, not having the fans because that's what I play for. I play for my family, I play for my fans. 
they said no one could actually come to the game if they decided to go to that point. So I'd be disappointed in that. You know, but at the same time, you got to listen to, uh, you know, the people that's keeping track on what's going on. And if they feel like it's best for the safety of the players, the safety of the franchise, the safety of the league to a mandate that, then we all listen to it. So that's LeBron yeah, people James. ought to just keep their mouth shut unless they know what they're talking about when they're bad in China. Never yeah. forget. Um, that's LeBron James saying he would play in front of a, an empty stadium. He didn't know what was going on, which I don't blame him. I got kind of a full-time job here. I'm the world's best at this thing over here, and I don't watch a lot of news about international viruses. So That was not an official statement by the committee to whatever. <laughs> exactly. I was just talking, all right? <laughs> Um, I'm sure Stephen A. Smith is yelling it on ESPN even now. He's very angry. Uh, Opinion piece in USA Today today. It's time to do the right thing and cancel March Madness. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's Oh, man. All the major conference basketball tournaments are going to happen this weekend, which I'm pretty surprised. Two of your minors have canceled. The Ivy League. Who wants to hear from them? Yeah, shut up. They canceled theirs. Go accept checks from rich people to let their (laughs) dumb kids in. I'm sure that keeps you busy. (laughs) Awesome. So the Ivy League canceled their conference tournament this weekend that nobody was going to pay any attention to and just declared Yale the winner, and Yale is going to go to the NCAA tournament. Because they had the best season. So, so that's why they're going to... And one other minor. But all, yeah, your, yeah. all your other major conferences are going to happen. And i got to believe that's driven by money. It can't be driven by science and public policy, can it? No, because... And not if they're canceling others, the other things that are being canceled around the country. Nobody's entirely sure the level of risk of, say, filling basketball stadiums with fans. But there is risk. I mean, if you wanted to do what is best to slow the spread of this thing... Yeah, you'd cancel your tournament, but there are astonishing amounts of money involved. I'm a Kansas fan. If Kansas was playing close to me a game, I'd go without thinking twice about it, but Mm. uh, that's just me. Um, I think it would be very helpful if one of us got the coronavirus. I think that'd really help uh, in terms of just like media attention and being able to talk about it. If I get to self-quarantine, I will go get coughed on right now. I've got kind of some some sniffles developing here. I'm going to keep an eye on it. I think high Han- fever, yeah. dry cough. I think Hansen's <laughs> our best bet after yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm fairly certain I have it. Uh, Little League started last night, and I must have uh, shaken hands and high fives and fist bumps with at least 45 different people. Oh my God, you're yeah. doomed. Snot everywhere, you know. Oh, yeah, it's dripping uh, with coronavirus. Yeah. Oh yeah, a bunch of little kids and their little siblings and the rest of and it. And you mentioned you you guys had decided before the game you weren't going to do that, but just you know. Yeah, how do you avoid it? Right. I mean, before the game, we're like, yeah, no high fives, no, no, no fist bumps, and then we just reflexively, you just end up doing it. Yeah, and sure, then... and a little kid's excited about something. What are you gonna do? Yeah. But don't touch your face. Don't ever. Don't touch your face. Oh boy. So if you would get the corona, that'd be handy. Um, yeah, and it's coach so. pitch, so you know I'm going in and I'm licking my. You know I got to get the ball just the right grip on it too. You're so. doctoring yeah. the ball for little. Oh, absolutely. Pitch? Wow. I got a little Vaseline. You're rushing them back too. What head. the hell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of executive yeah. producer Mike Hansen, cheater. Want a lot of movement on the ball for those eight-year-olds. Throwing don't let the them get filthy stuff. Don't let them get comfortable in the batter's box. Yeah, don't be afraid to throw inside. <laughs> Back them off the plate. The inside half is yours. Everything's a competition. <laughs> um, Jonah Goldberg tweeted, "I feel like I shouldn't even bother pitching my fun-flavored lickable doorknobs at this point." <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Well, that is so gross. <laughs> I don't know if I just if I got that uh, thing I've had my whole life where I just assume I'm immune to problems or what, but I'm just not that worried about the coronavirus or, or, or a large gathering. I'm getting a little concerned about it. If I were to book a cruise right now, I'd pretty much have a private yacht, wouldn't I? Well, you know, it's funny. The uh, the U.S. government has uh, strongly advised you don't go on a cruise. It's a bad idea. I there, won't. The cruise industry responds with, there are hundreds of cruise ships cruising around the Earth right now no, with be no problems. It's got to be thousands. Mm, well, it depends how you define a cruise ship. Okay. But anyway. Um, Love, exciting, and new. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, come on board. It, it's waiting for you. But... Um, there are a couple that have had problems, but the vast, vast, vast majority have not. On the other hand, I don't know, maybe next year. It's just going to be me and the ventriloquist at the buffet line. After <laughs> after a quarter... That sounds like a great cruise. <laughs> oh, Lord. After a quarter century of raising kids, starting in our 20s, uh, the wife and I have the empty nest, and uh, and, and we have planned... Two or three concerts, a giant golf tournament, and a cruise for the next six months. I'm afraid all of it's going to get canceled, or at least some of it. Because some of it's taking place in places that have already had a big crackdown. I don't know. Maybe they'll be through it. But what the heck? We'll adjust as as needed. Speaking of money, well, what are you going to do? Speaking of money, um, when does a major airline stop or cut back or anything like that on flights? They have cut back. Uh, just because of lower demand, and and they have all sent out. I know this because I've received their their emails. They've all sent out letters from their CEO or whomever explaining how they're swabbing down the planes and taking every precaution and putting gloves on the stewardesses and the rest of it. Well, luckily, as usual, I'm planning to do nothing with nobody in the next year. There you go, uh, sensible precaution outside of work and home. So they uh, got to put the stewardesses in hazmat suits. That make you feel comfortable. Attention. <laughs> <laughs> Talking through a breather. <laughs> Would you like something to drink? Fantastic.